BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. As we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And uh, look who it is. This is great. Bright and early, 5 o'clock out here in the morning on the West Coast, Pacific time. And a friend, longtime friend of the show and the network and professional sports better Paul Stone. He's in town for Bet Bash. More on that coming up here in a little bit. In studio this morning. Great to see you, pal. How are you? Uh, glad to be here. Man, we're getting close to college football. I guess this Saturday will be uh, two weeks from week zero game. Yeah. So really... Uh, Looking forward to it. Uh, been working on it for, seems like, since the, the Georgia TCU blowout was over. Been working on the 2023 season, so glad to be close. Yeah. Uh, are you putting in more hours, like, every single year just because of the uh, evolution that is going on in the sport? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm all about uh, assessing the fundamental strengths of teams, and you just have so much turnover now with the transfer portal. I mean, a team like Colorado, for instance, is going to have more than 60 new players apparently on the roster, very few holdovers. So uh, it just becomes more and more intense. And you can only do so much. You know, you got, you've got to ignore some of those portal moves and, and deem them as relatively insignificant. But it is the volume of work uh, just gets to be more intense and, uh, and greater. Are you letting yourself get to the next few years now? A lot has happened last time since we talked to you. I mean, the Pac-12 oh, going bye-bye, and will the Cal and Stanford go to the ACC, and what's going to happen? Can you imagine what some of these road trips are going to be like now? And, and I'll travel maybe 
could impact and body clock games? Oh, it's going to be different. You know, you just have to adjust. I mean, not that it was directly your question, but I mean, all these changes, July 1st, 2021, so essentially two years ago, was the first day of NIL. Uh-huh. So essentially since since that day, two years ago, we have now wide open free agency through the portal. Right. We have NIL, and now we have this massive realignment where regionalism, which has been the backbone in my mind of college football for years, is now pretty much uh, by the wayside, and it's just the new era of, uh, of college football. It's been said for several years by people – uh, in the know that we're going to move towards a super league of anywhere from you know 45 to 64 teams, and it looks like that's where we're headed. And I think the the Pac-12 and the Big 12 needed to uh, to remain both relevant, needed to form some type of coalition. Uh, it obviously didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a handicapping perspective, as you ask, I mean it certainly changes uh, the the dynamics with with the travel, uh, with the unfamiliarity. Uh, just all the different elements of it. You just got to be, uh, you got to be changing. You got to be evolving. Your your handicapping process can't stay in the same place, or you, you'll get left behind. Well, so definitely. And so you used to cover the sport. I sure right? did. Yeah. So like working in that area, working in media, covering the sport. So in college football is also like your favorite sport on the planet, right? You oh, love yeah. it. Oh, does yeah. does it does this realignment affect you at all, or impact at you at this stage of your life as a professional sports better or? Have you removed all emotion from it and you just concentrate on your numbers and trying to find the best stuff available to make bets? You know, the latter is what you try to do as a sports better. I, I think uh, the three of us could sit here and collectively talk about the fact that you don't need to be emotional as a sports better. You know, you need to forget that that team, in some cases, that that team cost you money or, or, or this or that or forget about your favorite team or the team you can't stand or, or, or whatever the, the, the different aspects might be. But to say that I'm not, I've not spoken to anybody, and I'm sure they're out there who's in favor of all mm, this. Yes. I don't know anybody who Terrible likes for the it. fan. Terrible. And then it, so it does take some of the, the, I mean, the reasons we came to love college football, at least one of them, I think, is that regionalism. Yeah. Is the fact that like the home state where I live, Texas and Texas A&M, you, you recreate with those people, you work with those people, you go to church with those people, but you go to different schools, and that intensifies the rivalry and that's so much the uh, you know the flavor of the sport, and now you just eliminate it. You, you have, a, in many cases, teams that are totally disconnected, have no uh, regional connection, have no other connection whatsoever that'll be playing one another. But as you said, you know they're going to continue to play games. It looks like they'll continue to be games to handicap, and, and that's what I do. So I'm just going to try to yeah. keep uh, keep that narrow focus and. Uh, Focus on those new elements and keep going forward. Well, we love, no doubt we love it, but this is I'm I'm concerned. I mean, I, I don't want the uh, the Big Ten and the SEC to break away and do their own thing, or I don't want those two conferences all calling the shots. I want a playoff. I don't want an invitational, and I don't want some guys getting in a room and saying, "Okay, well, we think that we're just going to rank them in order, and we're going to have Big Ten, SEC, and then maybe we'll throw a bone to the ACC a couple spots, whatever it could be." Right? Uh, we don't want that. Yeah, I mean, I've called it, I've probably used the term uh, before on this show, I call it the, they've been moving towards the NFLization of college football. They're just trying to make it smaller. They're try- Everything that they're doing, um, you know, it reeks of the NFL, and obviously the NFL is, uh, is an empire and a uh, money-making machine and very successful financially, but I think guys like me, we gravitate towards college football because it's, it's been different historically, 
and we love that component of it. The fans, to me, are, it's just different. The atmosphere around games, although they're certainly intense NFL fan bases, but to me it's just got a different feel, and now a lot of that's been uh, eliminated, and it's just becoming just uh, you know one size fits all. Okay, it's uh, Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Paul Stone, in studio, and he's been coming on every single week with us throughout the summertime, giving you a couple of uh, win totals and an outright winner for a lot of these conferences. Let's start here today in the MAC, and uh, let's begin with a win total. Akron's number, and shop around here, obviously, it's set at four. Does it seem like that long ago they were by far and away the worst program in college football? And it was like almost when the MAC games were on TV, it's like, uh-huh. Are they going to cover this 28-point spread, or are they going to not cover yet again? Didn't they have the year they went 0-12 or something? Uh, yeah. It was, the, the horrible year ATS. They right? couldn't cover yeah, games, terrible. and they were catching all these. Yeah. So now it's four with the win total. What do you make of this program, and what do you make of that number? You know, first of all, I'll say there's a lot of sports bettors out there, and some that I respect that, that are bullish on the Zips this year. They do have a lot of uh, experience back. I think they got 15 or 16 starters back, however you uh, count those up. But it's difficult for me, guys, to ignore the Zips' uh, futility, frankly, over the past four seasons. I mean, they're 5-37 and 37, uh, over the last four years uh, with two of those victories over FCS schools. Uh, they've only, and this is very important in my handicap of this total with the number being four at plus money here at Circa, over the past four seasons, of course, they've been the underdog in most of their games being 5-37, and 37, but over the past four seasons as the betting underdog, they've only won two games outright total. So I look at their schedule, and I only have them as the favorite in two games this upcoming season, those being home games against FCS Morgan State uh, and then rival Kent State. So even if they win those two games, to get to four, they've got to pull two upsets to push. And to get the money uh, for, for overbetters to win, they've got to win three games. So that's a very difficult ask. And, uh, you know, I believe it when I see it. And until then, I'm going to expect more of the same. So I like Akron, uh, even though they've got some experience back. And it, it could be a, an interesting year there for Joe Moorhead and company. But uh, I'll expect more of the same until I see something different. So Akron under four at plus money, uh, plus 115, I believe, here at Circa. Okay, very good. Central Michigan, McIlwain, fifth year. Uh, only returned 13 starters, four and eight last year. What do you think on Central Michigan? You know, before last season when they slipped to, to four and eight, they had won uh, at least eight games, so eight or more games in three of the previous four seasons. But I really don't see much reason for anything different from last year's four-win season uh, here in 2023. Uh, and the primary reason for my uh, you know, pessimistic uh, perspective, perhaps, is the fact that uh, they just don't have any skill position players. First of all, they had a veteran athletic quarterback in Daniel Richardson. He gets in the portal, uh, goes to Florida Atlantic. He, he joins the Snowbirds and uh, migrates southward to Boca Raton. Uh, subsequent to that, uh, not that this is a big part of this handicap, but so subsequent to that, uh, Casey Thompson, who's started a total of 20 games at Texas and Nebraska, also uh, a quarterback, also transfers to Florida Atlantic. So Richardson's probably not even going to be the starter there. But they lose uh, Daniel Richardson. Uh, They also lose Lou Nichols, a running back who had 1,848 yards back in 2021. His productivity slipped a little bit last year, uh, but they lost him. They lose a number of receivers. They've only got one receiver back who recorded double-digit receptions last year. He had 20 receptions. So just lose a a lot of people 
Uh, the schedule's tough. They've got non-conference road games at Michigan State, Notre Dame, and South Alabama. So I just don't see them getting, uh, I think, five and seven, four and eight, uh, you know, looks about where they are. I don't see this being a 500 team. Uh, they're at the Westgate. Take under five and a half at minus 140 on the Chippewas. All right. And in 90 seconds, uh, thereabouts, who do you like to win this uh, league outright this year? You know, they won it last year, and I'm going uh-huh. to pick them again this year. I mean, Toledo, they had the advantage. First of all, it is an advantage to be able to play 14 games. So they played 14 games last year. I only won seven in the regular season. I won the conference uh, championship game, then won their bowl game. But this is a team, first of all, they lost. Of the five losses last year, they lose by 56 points at Ohio State, and obviously they're outclassed uh, in terms of personnel and so forth in, in that contest. But their other four losses by seven points or fewer. So their other four contests that they lost were very close. Additionally, they were negative eight in the turnover department. So I see a little bit of an uptick in both of those uh, categories. They have 16 returning starters, have eight returning starters on both sides of the ball. You look throughout their lineup, uh, they don't really have any gaping holes. They don't really have any areas where they're looking for players. They do need a couple of new players on the defensive front, need to identify a linebacker. But they're coming back pretty much intact. They've got an outstanding quarterback. You always have to heavily uh, handicap that quarterback position. And uh, their uh, quarterback, Daquan Finn, he was a second-team All-Mac quarterback last year, uh, threw for 2,260 yards, rushed for over 600 yards. Also, their top six rushers, uh, top two receivers, and four uh, starting linemen are back from last year. They average over 31 points a game. So I like Toledo uh, plus 180. Uh, to win the conference. We'll pick up on that, and you have a win total over in Independence coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest. Unlimited access to the vsen.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. That's huge when you're talking about a guy like Nigel with the soccer and the tennis. Nigel on tomorrow, by the way, to preview the Premier League. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get up there today. $19 your first month. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We continue here with uh, professional sports better Paul Stone. He uh, previewed, gave out some best bets in the uh, MAC in the previous segment. And now independence here. Before we get to the win total uh, that you like um, this year, what are your overall thoughts on Notre Dame? The schedule is uh, not exactly very easy. They play some extremely difficult opponents, as we know. Um, overall, like, what is your is the win total like pretty much aligned with uh, where your numbers show it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, they're eight and a half here at circa yeah. minus one ten both ways, and I think that's pretty much reflects market wide uh, numbers. You know, obviously one of the most intriguing portal additions, maybe the most intriguing portal edition of the entire all season, was Sam Hartman. Uh, taking up a uh, shop there in Winston-Salem and moving to South Bend where he'll be uh, Notre Dame starting quarterback. Uh, his numbers over five seasons, just uh, incredible. He's known for almost 13,000 career yards, uh, 110 touchdowns and uh, 41 interceptions, but he's thrown a lot of passes. So uh, a lot of opportunities for interceptions, but they also, in addition to having Hartman at quarterback, uh, they clearly need to find a go-to wide receiver. They lost their top receiver from last year, uh, tight end Michael Mayer. Uh, so they got to get uh, get that lined up. They lose their top uh, defensive two defensive ends as well. Um, you know, I think the the pieces are there to potentially. I, I think it's a, kind of a long shot, but they could at least be a player in the four-team playoff chase. You mentioned that schedule: uh, home games against Ohio State and uh, USC, and a road trip to Clemson. Those three games will define Notre Dame's season. No doubt. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. But be interesting to see what Hartman does in a in a change of uh, scenery with uh, obviously better personnel surrounding him there at Notre Dame. Okay, let's get to one of your plays. What a coaching job this one was last year by Mora at UConn. So he inherits a program that went one and eleven, two and ten, and one and eleven. 
and he won six games last year and went to a bowl game. <laughs> what a job. So they returned 17 starters. What are your thoughts on the Huskies? Yeah, a lot of experience back. They've got three quarterbacks who have started games either at the FBS or FCS level. So uh, I think they'll be better at that critical quarterback position. As you said, they go six and seven last year, uh, won six games in the regular season, lost their uh, bowl game to Marshall 28-14 there in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Now he's in his second season, uh, 17 returning starters. Very important that they're experienced in both interior lines, so that's a good place to have experience uh, to have a veteran uh, presence. And I think the schedule's actually slightly easier than last year. I believe they're a, a solid choice, you know, to win five or more games in 2023. Taking it just a little bit further, they uh, talking about those interior lines, they returned four or five starting offensive linemen, have a total of 102 career starts back. Equally as impressive on the defensive front, return all four starters on that uh, front four. Got a guy named Eric Watts at uh, defensive end. He had seven sacks, nine quarterback hurries last year. So uh, a good independent player there. Mentioned the quarterback uh, candidates who started games. Got two top rushers back from last year who combined for 1,200 yards. I see the Huskies favor their win total again, four and a half here at Circa, uh, juiced to the over at minus 145. I see them favored in five games for certain. They might even be favored at six. So with the coaching job uh, that Moore mm -hmm. did last year and uh, just his history, I really see this as a five-win team or, or better. I think they're probably improved over last year, second year of his system. Uh, so I'll recommend uh, UConn over four and a half at minus 145 here at Circa. I was going to say, don't they feel like a bowl team again this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that schedule, I think it's ranked, uh, looking at Phil Steele, I think it's ranked 110th out of 133 teams. So it's, uh, as you would anticipate, it's a, a, another easy schedule, a little bit easier than last year, and it's a better team. Uh, last year, quarterback, they just kind of tried to hold serve at quarterback. I think they're going to be a little more productive there. So I just see them all around. They look like a better team. Very good. Uh, Paul Stone's with us, professional sports better in studio here on a Thursday, you're in town for an event going on called Bet Bash. A ton of uh, pro bettors in town from across the country. A lot of events are going on. You're going to be on a college football panel tomorrow. I'm moderating that. You're going to be on it with some other professional sports bettors. A couple guys here at Circus Sportsbook as well. A good back and forth between odds makers and then pro bettors. Can you take us through a little bit of uh, you know, the process and what people can maybe expect who are going to be attending the event tomorrow? Like, what is your process? Because you you live in Texas. This is, I mean, the respect that I have for you. You fly in every single weekend to bet the college football openers into Las Vegas here in Betamed Circa. Yeah, you know, I, I, I miss occasionally for funerals. I don't miss for weddings. <laughs> I'm just letting people know, but uh, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay uh, due respect to family members and, and close friends. But I, I'm here most weekends, and I think they started, uh, you know, before this was here when they were the Circa sports brand, but operating uh, at the Golden Gate primarily. They started in 2018 or 2019, and I've been involved uh, basically uh, probably over 90% of the uh, Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific since that time. And, you know, you start getting your numbers ready. Uh, it's those early games on Saturday end, the first wave of games, the 9 a.m. kickoffs out here. You start crunching your numbers. You start developing sides. I develop my sides first, then I develop my totals based uh, at least uh, somewhat on that side number. And then you, uh, when they open at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, you've got your numbers. You compare them to the, uh, the house's releases. Um, certainly discrepancies are one of the main angles that you take. You attack those differences. But in some cases, 
Uh, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all. There are, are some cases where I might have, you know, minus three and a half, and they might show the game five and a half or six, and I say, I just don't feel good enough, especially early in the season, uh, too much volatility, too much uncertainty. And I say, oh, I'm going to pass on that one. Mm. you got to be quick. Yep. You know, it's kind of like Jeopardy. Uh, you, you, can't, uh, you can't speculate and con- contemplate and all that. you got to be uh, ready to rock and fire. you got to be locked and loaded because the number will change quickly. I mean, you can punch in a bet at uh, – you know, okay, uh, under, uh, you know, 53 and a half. And literally, when it comes back to you, new number, 50 and a half. Am I going to take it or not? Right, you know? right. And, you had to make that split-second and you've decision. Got to, you've also got to, and I'll go into depth about this uh, tomorrow, but you've got to decide how you're going to approach the board. If you go down chronologically from the top to the bottom, you're basically doing what everybody else is doing. Yes. And you'll, if you're not really quick, you'll be behind and you won't get any of your numbers. So you kind of got to just jump around. So it's, it's very interesting. A lot of different approaches to take to it. Okay. So on a Saturday, based on what you said with the early, you're already like formulating the, the numbers for next week. Are you watching a lot of games or are you just like looking at, you might have a game on, but you're also paying attention to everything else like online and trying to come up with those numbers, uh, you know, per the box score and everything else. You know, I think you, you gentlemen, and I think a lot of the people watching and listening in the audience are, uh, do that same thing. You know, we got one eye on our handicap and one eye on the games, and we're trying to multitask and do it all. I certainly am a game watcher. It's not, again, the only thing I look at. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, your lying eyes will deceive you, but I do like to watch games, especially early in the year, to get a feel for that quarterback position, see that offensive line, and just uh, see the field as well as you can on on television. So I'm kind of just trying to – Double tasks, trying to do things equal as effectively and uh, make numbers while watching the games. Yeah. Do you participate? Because full disclosure here, we had like a conference call on the panel for tomorrow, and I brought up like live betting, and m- most of it was like poo pooed. Like mm. I don't want to give away positions. I can't get down enough money during live events. I'm looking ahead to the next number. Do you live bet at all? You know, just very little, Mitch. Uh, you know, you can't. I don't want to ever be a. Uh, Jack of all trades, a master of none, uh-huh. so to speak. So while a lot of people might be concentrating while that game's going on, uh, their efforts on live betting, I'm concentrating my efforts on looking ahead to those those openers and preparing you know lines. I, I do sometimes, though, and primarily when I live bet, it might even be halftime betting. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be to create a position if I've got a, a team uh, in a good position to get the full game cover on a pre-flop bet. I might take the other side for 50% of it, uh, you know, trying to hit a middle. But that's typically the extent of it, and I don't do a great deal of it. Are you spending time, like, on an active Saturday paying attention or watching games you don't have action on? Or do you want to specifically, like, sweat it out and know and get, like, a thought in your head about teams that you have bets on? You know, we talk about being unemotional, and if, if I'm watching the game, I am human. Uh, and you can get into it and you say, oh, the referees are doing a terrible job. The coach can't coach quarterback. You, you know, you're critical of your team. So I tend to gravitate towards watching games that I don't have action on because I have a clear mind. Yeah. I don't have a stake in the game. Uh, and I'm certainly following the games and watching the game somewhat that I do have action on. But I think it's a better exercise to maybe spend that time focusing on teams that you know at some point you're going to have action on and, rather than the ones you do because of the emotional component. Great perspective. Can you hang out for one more segment? Absolutely. Whatever you guys want. Because uh... – I found this absolutely fascinating. I think the audience will absolutely as well. We'll run down what, and I didn't even know about this until like a month ago, what Paul did like in his career before 
the sports betting thing. Again, because you were a sports writer, but then there was something in between. I was blown away to hear this. And you're open to talk about it a little bit today anyway. Uh, the audience, I think, is going to be just like, wow, this is incredible. We'll tell you what that is coming up next with Paul Stone here on VSIN. It's Follow the Money on the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino, professional sports better Paul Stone. Uh, in studio, giving out some uh, hopeful winners uh, this season with a regular season win totals and also an outright winner in the MAC a little earlier. You said that like when you're looking at the app, you like to maybe go down right away and look at the bottom and then go up because everybody else is going to start at the top and then go bottom. Do you do you look at totals first or sides first when you're making your bets at 11 o'clock on the openers? And um, what do you think of the new rules, by the way, and how that might affect the totals with the play clock? Yeah, first of all, uh, totals, there's usually a $1,000 limit. So, you know, relatively low limit, uh, but I'm, I'm glad they take that much uh, at that time of the week. And then the sides, I think they take 3000 yep. The totals are going to be, there's going to be more potential discrepancy on the totals. And uh, so I'll, I'll usually look at the totals first. I'll have a sheet or a mindset of about six or seven games that I'm going to identify first on the board. I'm going to know about where they're going to be. I'm going to look at those numbers real quick. Uh, quickly to anticipate I might have some type of a difference. And then I'm just kind of hopscotch, just jump all over the board and just try to, um, you know, mix and match and do something different than what most people are doing. Uh, the rule changes, I heard a uh, gentleman maybe two weeks ago now, I think he might have been the director of officials for the Atlantic Coast Conference, but he said, you know, they had uh, assembled a panel of experts that had gone over uh, films from the last couple of years and so forth. But uh, their summation was games are going to be reduced seven to nine plays. So that would be uh, four offensive plays per team uh, if that turns out to be accurate. And I think it is anybody's guess. I think offensive coordinators, mm. they, they're proud people. They, li- they like mm. offensive plays. And we've moved to a more fast-paced offensive game uh, in many in many schools. So I think now many of those offensive coordinators are going to be attempting to find ways to try to recover some of those lost plays to try to play even faster. Even faster. So I, it'll be yeah. interesting to see wow. if we do lose seven to nine plays a game. But the average game right now is about 141 plays over the last few years total for a game. So that would bring it to about uh, 132 to 134, if that is correct. We talked to Brad Powers last week, and he said it when he clocked it, it varied by conference how long it, the clock would be stopped on a first down. So that that's interesting, too. Yeah, the pace of officials, I've certainly heard what, what you're saying. Brad commented on uh, the, the, the way the ball's placed, how sure. quickly they place the ball, the, the clock and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it, will, it will vary. It would be hard to integrate that into your handicapping perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be, I think, more general. But certainly uh, – you can, uh, and you don't really know the the referee crews. I don't think going in. So, uh, but that is that is true. It's going to be different uh, to see uh, how quickly uh, you know some crews uh, spot the ball versus others. Okay, so uh, Paul Stone's our guest, professional sports better. He also does a podcast. It's called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. You have led one hell of a life, sir. Um, you were a sports writer for a long time. 
and this is before you became a full-time sports better. You also transitioned into covering something else for the newspaper that you worked at. You co- and this is before you were a pro better as well. You covered capital punishment and death row? Right. I was a uh, crime reporter for a uh, newspaper in the eastern part of Texas. And, uh, you know, as part of my uh, assignments, I, uh, you know, covered violent crime and unfortunately covered a lot of capital murder trials. Uh, covered those trials from uh, arrest uh, to conviction in some cases, uh, all the way uh, to execution. And uh, witnessed five executions on Texas uh, death row there in Huntsville, Texas, outside of Houston, uh, over a period of probably about um, eight years. And, um, you know, the, the process for they own, I think they have five media witnesses. So you make application to, to be a, a media witness to the execution uh, and if it's in your coverage area you know if you're kind of the local newspaper you're gonna probably be one of those media representatives so uh, covered five executions uh, uh, interesting to cover those things very tragic you get to know the the families of the victim and in some cases even the uh, the families of the uh, the defendant and the accused so yeah very uh, very unique part of my life that, uh, you know, that most people, unless they really know me uh, very well, would not uh, be aware of. Well, um, well, I'm glad you're willing to talk about it a little bit today because it's just, and then you transitioned into being a full-time sports better, obviously. And then you would also get to know the human being who was on death row, right? And how long would that relationship go on for? Yeah, I mean, I covered five of them. And in, in the state of Texas, you, uh, to do an interview on death row, they do, uh, uh, interviews on Wednesdays, you make application again. The defendant has to accept your uh, request for an interview, and in most cases, they do because they live what uh, what you call the life of twenty three one, meaning they spend twenty three hours a day in a confined cell by themselves, and then they recreate for one hour in a very small area by themselves, uh, being uh, overseen by a correctional officer. So they don't have much human contact, and it's just like you see in the movies. You're, you're talking on the phone through the glass face-to-face. And uh, one defendant in particular uh, who was uh, accused and ultimately executed in a very uh, a well-known uh, covered crime, his name was Napoleon Beasley, a young man who uh, committed capital murder at the age of 17 in Tyler, Texas. I interviewed Napoleon multiple times on Texas death row, uh, developed a very close relationship with Napoleon and uh, actually had covered him as a high school athlete. Wow. He, he com- um, allegedly, and he was convicted of it, uh, committed capital murder uh, a couple of months before his high school graduation in Grapeland, Texas. So uh, got to know Napoleon, um, covered his trial, uh, did several interviews, and then uh, covered his execution. Please. Um, my wife worked in the news business for a long time. Not, nothing like that, nothing like capital punishment, but she was out here in Las Vegas as a weekend anchor and a news reporter for a long time, and she has seen some, some stuff, man. Not, again, not like that, but like real life, you're uncovering stuff. Eventually, she had to tap out. Uh, as a person who loves sports, eventually, is that what happened to you too? You're just like, this, I can't do this anymore. It's too difficult. It's draining on me, and I got to, I'm just going to, what, what was the decision like to go from there then just to go, you know what, I'm going mean, to go back into sports, but I want to be a better yeah, and I did. I made that transition. We actually, my wife and I, we recently sold a business uh, within the last couple of months, unaffiliated with sports betting, 
So I concurrent to my uh, sports betting uh, career and pursuit post-newspaper career uh, helped in the uh, day-to-day operations of our family business. So I was involved in that uh, at a pretty high level as well. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely wears on you. I mean, you try to look at it. It's just your job. You know, you don't have a, you don't have a position on it. Uh, it doesn't mean I endorsed it or anything like sure. that. It's just what you do, mm-hmm. and it is, it is different. Uh, and it is, uh, it is somewhat uh, emotionally draining. I mean, there was a gentleman who worked for the Associated Press out of Houston, and he uh, he witnessed over 200 executions. He was the AP writer for the state of Texas, criminal <laughs> writer. So he would, ex- in some cases, he he would witness two or three a week oh, when they got on a roll. So I mean, man, got on a roll. that uh, that you know that, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, you, you witness an execution, you come out of the uh, the so-called death house. Uh, a lot of times, there's going to be European media there. Uh, because they have a very strong presence covering uh, Texas death row, and they're going to be wanting to ask you questions about what you saw, what was it like, and they're very aggressive. And, you know, I would always uh, lie and say, no, I, I just work here. I'm just I'm getting <laughs> off my shift. I just I dress funny. I don't wear the same things they wear. You know, you try to you, – because I don't want to yeah. t- talk to people, even though I was a member of the media. I don't want to uh, to talk about it. And then you go uh, – you know, you drive home and uh, you go to work yeah. the next morning. Oh, yeah. man. The, Richard Roper told us that. The movie guy, right? He used to work. I think it was the Sun Times. Yeah. He covered the Gacy, John Wayne Gacy thing, and he goes, "I, I can't do this anymore." I'm out. And he, he, he was because he had a burying people under his porch, whatever he was doing. Yeah, I think the toughest thing for me. I mean, I covered a lot of criminal trials and just seeing autopsy photos displayed on a on an overhead projector to a jury and seeing the family, the 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 victim's family's reaction. You know, seeing an eighty. Four-year-old woman who was a school teacher and a pianist for the the local United Methodist Church who got uh, uh, murdered. Uh, seeing her body on a on mm. a cold hard uh, slab, you know, and the, stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to get too graphic, it, it, but it's tough. And, and yeah. the and the the sexual assault trials too, where you had young kids in, involved and stuff. It's it's oh, tough stuff, you know. It's yeah. not it's not easy to digest. By the way, for those just landing on the network now, they're like, "What is going on? What are you talking about?" <laughs> Paul Stone's in studio, professional sports better. He's led an amazing life. So this is he's talking about what he did before he turned into a full-time sports better. I, I got one more for you, Paulie. Extreme marathon guy. Are you? How about that? No. He, that was, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> about 25 pounds ago. But, uh, yeah, I ran uh, ultra marathons, which is any race defined as any race over the standard marathon distance of 26.2 miles Jeez. and to go over quickly i ran over 100 ultra marathons finished the badwater ultra marathon through death valley 135 miles three times uh in the early 2000s finished ninth in 2001 anyone ever ran cheap? across the ran across the uh, state of texas oh my in the oh. 90s that was six, oh my God. 670 miles in what? 17 days have done 48 hour track races what a life. So i did a lot of crazy stuff a lot of crazy stuff it's been a heck of a life <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. All right, it's here. Two games tonight, preseason, NFL, football every weekend through February. Become a VSEN subscriber. Get our NFL college football guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Profiles of every team, power ratings, best bets on win totals, division finishes, player awards. Sign up today, $199, both guides, full access through the Super Bowl. Or $19 your first month. See what we have to offer to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become part of the team and the sports betting network here at VEASAN. Okay, the reaction to uh, Paul Stone's visit in studio has been uh, nonstop. Um, we're on Twitter at VEASAN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. If you missed any of it, I highly recommend you go back and listen later on today. Uh, search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. He was telling us about his whole what a life the guy has led. So he covered Death Row. He was a sports writer, then covered Death Row for the same newspaper, and then he's now been a professional sports better for a long, long time. We've known Paul for right. more than a decade. Good job by the wife spilling the beans. So this is why it came up. I'm in Austin. We're having lunch, having a couple of beers. Paul goes to the bathroom. His wife just goes, 
bet y'all didn't know that uh, what Paul did before he was a better. I'm like, I, I don't know. And she told me. And then <laughs> I, I, I was hoping Paul would be willing to talk about it. And we asked him. And he's like, yeah, not, yeah. He's like, yeah, I will. I'll talk about it. So he talked Jesus. about, yeah, and so this, well, that story he just told, there's more to it too. Oh, that, that 17 year old kid, he worked with the sister. Paul did worked with Paul his worked sister. with the sister. So the, 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 the kids executed and then he's, she comes in, he's got to go with the work with his sister. He goes, he goes to work the next, the next day. day. The kid's sister's there working at the paper with him. I just, I can't. So Michael says three segments with the Southern gentleman, Paul Stone. Absolutely fantastic this morning. Uh, Chase, and uh, this is a common reaction, asking, is Paul Stone the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> uh, not only that, a but marathon? the ultra marathons. Uh-huh, yeah. And that was good, too, off the air as well. With uh, you know, I interviewed Marcus Allen one time, and he said, you know, as long as they keep score, people will cheat. Right? <laughs> We're on a bad run here with marathons. So I asked him, too. He goes, it's very easy to cheat. Them. You know, a guy, right? gets, guy gets in a car, hops on a bike, whatever. But he's, he went, to, but very easy. Well, you go, just get off the route and go a, a different track. Right. Most people want to just say, I did it, I accomplished it. But you just see, it's a bad run here with shenanigans and marathons yep. we've been on, too. This is from Tom. Mr. Stone, you're an amazing man. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Eric says, I can listen to you guys. Talk to Paul for hours. Great listen today. Paul in studio. Another one, Colin says, I think he's the most interesting man in the world. Who knew that? Uh, Brad Powers checking in. Awesome interview with Paul. Um, thanks, Brad. We appreciate that as well. They, they're rolling in, and uh, we just, yeah, Paul, amazing. You never have any idea. Yeah, it would have had no clue unless his wife said something. Would have had no clue. I didn't know they were, so that you, it's 23 hours in the small, in the cell, and then one hour, you maybe come out, shoot hoops, but then there's a guard right there. Yeah, and he said, you're by, in that one hour, you're also by yourself with a guard. That's it. And he said, yeah. in a room like this big as a studio, that's it. That's all you get. And then he would get to know the, you know, all sides of the story. All right, the, tough the, guy. The, the kid, the kid, he said yeah. he covered him in track and then he covered him like for eight years in a row. And then you have to watch him die. Okay, so you kill me. And now you're going to, we're going to okay. put you down. I can see the scenario happening. Yeah. Absolutely, you could. Now, what's your last meal? Oh, my God. What are you going with? Well, definitely some um, Chick fil A. <laughs> absolutely. The breakfast burrito, extra chicken, please. <laughs> Uh, I got. I have a weak spot for like Alaskan king crab. Uh, oh, so that, yeah. that's got to be part of the meal. Go to Boa's Steakhouse, Beverly Hills, best I've ever had. Is it. that right? Yeah, have them fly up. Joe's here in we Vegas is awesome. Sure, that sure. Caesar's very good. Sure, that would have to be king part crab? of the meal. Okay, what else? A little mac and cheese. Got to go mac and cheese. Well, yeah, I would load up on everything. Sure. What would I care? You know, I mean, there's no. Well, I got to watch the carbs. I, yeah. No reason to, right? Yeah. At that point. Um, how about this? I uh, I met a guy this last Sunday who's been to Africa hunting four times. Sunday. Been to Africa hunting four times. He had some crazy animals I couldn't even recognize on his wall, mounted. So I asked him, when you're in Africa, I'm just like, what's the best kind of meat that you've ever had? He said, zebra. And I didn't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, zebra? Jesus. What? Is he going to Africa to shoot a zebra? Well, this guy? So, Brad Wesley? They actually, here's the deal. He's not doing it to like, Stamp the put the gun okay, on top yeah, of the yeah, dead yeah. animal and take pictures with it. They do like here's they eat everything like even the bones are given away and it like it feeds the villages in the area. So long story oh, short, yeah, I'm not going to go down that path. But anyway, so zebra. maybe I have zebra fillet. Yeah, maybe death row. Make it make it happen. What yeah. would you have? Oh God, you're gonna go. You're gonna get the Taco Bell, huh? <laughs> give me get, get, give me the party pack of Taco hey, Bell. God, sure. 
I could absolutely see see killing a human being, touching an animal. Never. I mean, a dog. I can't. You know, to hurt an animal. These are sick people. But oh, I could yeah. see. You know, you're up. You, you just can't stand someone, and that's it. Or uh, they do something to you. Uh, oh boy, that's a tough one. Give me the Thanksgiving dinner. Give me the whole thing. Absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with Give that. Give me the whole thing. Why? Sure. I want the stuffing. I want the mashed potatoes. I want the rolls, the mac and cheese. I would drink. I want the Italian the as well. With I hang, yeah, hang out with Lombardi. Give me the Italian. I'll get some ham in there. Uh, at what know, point? And, then, and can I get leftovers though but, too when I wake up? And then before so they, you, they before come, you they juice me up. They bring the whole platter to you, right? And then it's like, yeah. at what point do you tap out? You know, well, sure. That's or, what, what, what's, but why would you? No. Like, what's the point? You don't just, want it to, yeah. Just keep eating. Uh, sir, you're, that's pretty much it. We got to go now. We got to finish this. No, no, hold on. I have uh, you know, one more loaf of bread I want to whack down here. Give me another six ounces of gravy. Do you get, can they, is alcohol allowed or no? Can you have uh, wine? Seems unlikely. Is it frowned upon? I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what that does in the go. whole process. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But that's. Uh, Would have been a question for Paul. Yeah, man. Good yeah. call. Good call. Right. I'd go Thanksgiving spread. It's a way to do it. It's actually one of the best answers you've had in a while. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that as a negative. No, come uh, yeah, on. It, maybe it came out the wrong way. Yeah, um, really sick of your act here the last you, few months. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, do you agree with him with Toledo, by the way? With what? I was going to go back into like him talking about college football. I had no idea how to transition. Yeah. So I was like, do you agree with him with Toledo and the Mac? I'm with Brad Powers. It's hard to get there with Candle. What did he say? No one's done less with more. Uh, they lost four games last year, laying at least nine. So this guy would screw up a cup of coffee. Yeah, I know. But uh, they should get it done. Uh, I am excited about tonight, though, with the uh, preseason. Of back. course. Um, and you see a little buyback now here on the Vikings. But um, – yeah, it's it's going to be a, a tough tough watch at times in in the second half. But now it looks like no Mac Jones uh, again getting read on Belichick. So getting read, you know, guys like wallpaper. So, uh, but if it's going to be Cunningham for most of the second half, I would fancy a bet on the Texans second half. I'm fine with Case Keenum, and if it's going to be Detective Mills, as am I. You know, we'll see if Stroud is the starter week one. But I really like that rotation of Stroud, um, Mills, and and Keenum, and as opposed to it could be Cunningham. For much of the second half, and then the movement on the under. You said you saw thirty nine, but now down to thirty six and a half at some spots. Yep. Um, and then that eight and one, nine and one run when the Patriots have been dogs in the preseason. And then Carroll, though you know, used to be you know Mister Ra Ra and let's win these games. One and five straight up the last two years, but it's going to be a lot of lock and it's going to be a lot of haul for the Vikings at quarterback. Uh, but then you also have O'Connell, who was a McVeigh guy, and the Vikings went zero and three in the preseason straight up last year, too. So, And again, looking at it during the break, we'll get to this tomorrow, but what Tomlin's done, Tomlin is 15-4 and four straight up the last five years in the preseason. Yeah. Think about that. That number's back there. to two and a half yeah. now. And, and then Hoodie, yeah. Hoodie, 3-1, three 3-1, and 3-0, three and three and oh, but then 1-2 and two straight up in the preseason last year. I am 50, I saw 50-38 and 38 straight up preseason for Hoodie. Okay. Uh, I will give you some numbers here. These are all available. Uh, Several ways. You can go to the website, vsin.com, look under NFL, then click on home. I also tweeted them out at uh, Mitch Moss Radio on Twitter. Steve Mackinnon pointed out here from the network, 37 is the key number here, the magic number. In the preseason, when a total is 37 um, or below, they've gone over that number 58.4% of the time going back since 2010. They're 269 and 192 
to the under. Uh, those 37 or higher in the preseason have gone under 56.9% of the time. They're 512 and 387. So um, there's one game. Again, it has come down already. It's still 37 at some shops. That would be the Patriots. Only some some numbers here to point out. Doesn't mean to automatically go and bet that because it's been coming in at that kind of a rate over the years. Gives you some uh, perspective. New England's also 8-1 and one under the total in their last nine in the preseason when they're an underdog. And the the sweet spot for dogs, by the way, is between one and three. Now, both these numbers are sitting at three and a half. But when teams are between one and three, the dogs have been 59.4% going back uh, over the years. So, and most most games are usually aligned between one and three in the preseason. You will get some, uh, some you know, Outliers, but so shenanigans. Well, games fall one and two because you don't want you go for two. You don't want that overtime. Yep. The VP of that's exactly right. The VP. So those are key numbers. The VP of Circa, Mike Palman Studio, coming up next. We'll kick around something that uh, we've talked about this week. Can more teams win the World Series or the Super Bowl? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 